Welcome to the Salesforce Spotlight Series. I'm Teresa. And I'm TJ, and we co-lead Salesforce's employee loyalty programs. We're excited to have you hear firsthand from employees at each step of their employee journey and current Salesforce alumni from around the globe. You'll also hear how Salesforce has impacted these employees' lives. Now let's go. Well, one, I'm so excited to be sitting here with TJ Velarde and Dan Darcy. Dan Darcy, I mean, who doesn't know your name at Salesforce? You're one of our esteemed alumni. And, you know, I have a really great visual right now because Dan's got his qualified hoodie on, but in the background, he's got this giant plush of sassy in his office. So it's like the Salesforce love still hasn't gone away. You're still very connected to Salesforce. So we're excited to have you on today to talk to you about what you've been up to beyond Salesforce, but also just talk through, you know, your yeah. Salesforce journey because you spent a lot of time here. You're a fellow Coeb Club member as well. So tell us what you do now, Dan. What is your job today? Great. Well, first, thank you both for having me and obviously very excited to always talk to you guys, especially I honestly feel like I haven't left Salesforce. I'm just in a subdivision, if you will, of Salesforce. So I'm at qualified.com right now. I'm the chief customer officer and really I run the team that does everything that's post-sales on the post-sales side. So customer success, support, implementations, the customer enablement, you know, like qualified university other aspects of that. So anything that the customer needs, that's pretty much primarily my role in gig. And it's fun. Yeah. And qualified is pretty deeply filled with some Salesforce alumni too, right? So who are you working with? Oh yeah. Yeah. So our CEO is Craig Swensford. He's the, was the former chief marketing officer at Salesforce back in 2010 era. Uh, Sean Whiteley, he's a co-founder of Qualify, but also part of the Salesforce um, team. Back in those days, our chief revenue officer is Robert Zimmerman, who was employee number 60 at Salesforce and has come over to Qualify to help run our sales team. Our head of product, Bing Yang, also was part of Salesforce. So we've got the Salesforce you know, crew through and through. I saw Clifford just went over there too, right? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Well, I mean, I can go through every single person. Yeah. (laughs) You know, yeah. So one of the, you know, Michael Clifford, he was obviously a very incredible sales rep at uh, Salesforce for a very long time, then went over to Okta and crushed it there. And then now is joining Qualified in our enterprise sector. So pretty excited. See, yeah. that's why you say it doesn't feel like you've left Salesforce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're now to Salesforce yeah. alumni. Yeah. Okay. And we're, I mean, we're, we're, you know, what's fun about this, I say, is we're rebuilding the crew of folks we want to work with. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, so it's great. And we're having a great time. That's awesome. So let's take you back to your Salesforce years. Yes. Can you talk us through your career journey at Salesforce, Dan? So for that very first job, yeah. What did you, and then to the next role, the next role. I, yeah. When I think about you, I think of someone who's really grown in their career at Salesforce, yeah. where you kept on learning, you kept on trying new things. I think our audience would just really love to hear your story. Yeah, absolutely. So I first started off back in 2008 on the what was called the technical product marketing team. It was, in, it was just product marketing. We didn't call it technical product marketing. It eventually led to that aspect. But what I was doing was really focusing on the demos that you would see on stage at our events. Because just taking folks back in the Wayback Machine, back in 2008, what we would have is our product managers would come up on stage and actually demo the features that they would uh, see or that we would be releasing to the audience. We used to call them clappies because every time a product manager would 
showcase a demo of what they built with the engineering team at Salesforce, people would clap and be like, oh, look at this feature and look what it did. And they called them clappies. And, you know, eventually my job was to, you know, and the product managers are also really busy. So they didn't have a chance to fill out all the data on the screen. And they were really focused more on the feature and the value that the feature brought as opposed to how the screen looked, what did the demo look like. And so that's where I came in was really around that side, helping build out these demos more into a storied format. And I did that for a very long time, um, as you know, Teresa. And to your point, you know, I, I would say from a career perspective, one of the biggest things I loved about Salesforce was the opportunity it provided to really innovate on a lot of different things. We were able to innovate on how demos were showcased on stage. You know, that eventually led to me doing a demo in front of Mark one day on stage, and he was able to witness some of the work that I had. And that's where he asked me to then do a demo for him with a customer. And uh, that was Toyota Friend, which is the big story that's in the Trailblazer book. And that, you know, he asked me to build a demo for him and I did it. We showcased it to the Toyota executives. And then that afforded me to really do a lot of different special projects, I would think, for Mark as well, too. So I would travel with him around the world, demoing to a lot of our top customers or prospects that were out there, showcasing Salesforce and how we could apply Salesforce and all of its applications and platform and solutions to our customers. And so I did that for you know, a few years as well, and it's still under the marketing umbrella. And so I was doing that. And then I would say about in 2015, I loved what I was doing, but I saw an opportunity to really help develop our teams internally. And Mark was, you know, talking to me and saying, hey, we're continuing to double every year. Our sales teams, our SEs, our customer success teams. He's like, why don't you help me build out the enablement function or what was productivity way back in the day, Teresa, which you know, are very familiar with. And what they did at that point was help centralize enablement under one umbrella. And then I went to go help build out the sales enablement and customer success functions for a long time. And Robert Zimmerman did that with you too. Yes. And Robert Zimmerman did that with me as well too. He was, and and we were, that's, that's where I think the magic really first started happening with us. And, um, you know, we got to know each other and it was great to. Yes. You guys are quite the dynamic duo. (laughs) Keeping the sales team spirit alive globally around the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you can imagine how, how hard and difficult that was for as many products as we have, the process, the go-to-market motions we had the playbooks, we really need to to come together. And that's why I was really excited about Trailhead way back in the day and still excited about Trailhead just because of the the amount of information you can put into a trail and help people learn was something that was really effective. Yeah, I think a big impact that you made, Yen, when you were in enablement was really to help scale so much learning across such a giant population with so many different products. Yeah, You know, I think that we've been able to build off of that now which is thanks to you. So yeah, kind of building out that function. Yeah, no, I loved it. And it was, you know, what I loved was the challenge and the problem that it put forth inside the company. I mean, I think you're spot on in terms of, you know, there are a lot of different learning paths for people who, depending on what role you are in sales. And so it's just, how do you get them the right information at the right time? Now, if we rewind again, 10 years, over 10 years at Salesforce, what are you most proud of? 
candidly, what I'm most proud of is the people. I mean, like the incredible talent that Salesforce attracted, groomed, developed, and put out into the world. I mean, if you, you know, you take a look and, uh, you know, I have a blog post about talking about Marketraz, you know, where a lot of the top marketers in the industry, you know, CMOs at, at, you know, publicly traded companies and CMOs at hyper growth startups are now the folks that I'm selling into, but they're also my friends because of, you know, we all came together at a special time and Salesforce was able to really attract that talent and develop that talent. And now it's, I mean, you just look around the entire software as a service industry and you just see a lot of incredible Salesforce alumni. So I am proud of the people and the the relationships that we made at Salesforce. And I mean, it's honestly a family that, you know, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of. Absolutely. Fondest Salesforce memory. I mean, <laughs> there are a lot of them and that's a good one. <laughs> I mean, gosh, you and I could talk about this for days. I'm really trying to think about I was telling TJ about how we had to do that video for uh, to introduce new hires to our onboarding program. Yeah, and we had that green screen backdrop of like the trail, like the Trailblazer Lodge. You had yes. like your plaid on. I had like a fur, yeah. like a faux fur coat on. I think of it as, I mean, that's just the magic to everything. Is just you know you need to bring a lot of fun and humor to everything that you do. And yeah, I mean that was a great one because also too, you know, that became something that everyone else saw when they came to Salesforce. And I would say we were a a pretty famous duo at the time. Yeah. But gosh, I mean, I have so many incredible memories. You know, a couple of them was like, even before Dreamforce, actually, I just brought this up the other day. Before Dreamforce, you know, when everything was really focused and centered on the keynote, you know, and now we're in this work from anywhere, success from anywhere, you know, live events are really now becoming more towards the Salesforce Plus aspect of things where you can, you know, have Dreamforce 24-7. I remember those days when before a big keynote would happen and we'd be around the keynote's about to start, we did a prayer circle. Again, and this sounds really cheesy, okay? But we would do a prayer circle and we'd be around uh, backstage in the green room, Mark Benioff, whoever the speakers were on stage, Parker, Danny Akaka would lead us to a blessing. We'd be holding hands and I would have like Alex Dayon on one hand and Will I Am on the other. And I'm like, what is my life right now? And so... Those are moments that I'm like, I can't believe I'm here. But you know what was the magic of Danny Akaka was he would really settle you and get you into a good headspace before we had to go out and perform a big show. So, I mean, moments like that are really obviously, you know, it's unique and special to me in the role that I had. But it was still it's things like that. It's just the huddle. uh, Right. If I could bring it back to just everyone else, it's like the huddle of the team that you had and really going out and accomplishing huge things was always was always one of my favorite memories honestly you know you talk about Danny Akaka doing a prayer blessing with all you before dream for show and it made me think that you forged this relationship with him and he actually played a very big role of something that happened in your life recently can you share yes. that with the group yes absolutely so I've just known Danny and his wife Anna for such a long time they've been so instrumental in obviously everything that they've done with Salesforce that they were the officiants of my wedding ceremony to my wife, Maya Zorowski, who is also a Salesforce employee. And it was pretty special. And we eloped on 
you know, on the big island at the Manalani in a special area called the Sacred Pools. And it was such a, just a special ceremony with Danny and Anna. And it was just the four of us. So it was, it was beautiful. Amazing. From Dreamforce yeah. to your nuptials. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Salesforce has been there. Right? Yeah, I think that's the blog post right there. <laughs> that's the title, I think. <laughs> Um, I don't know if that's learn... the title or I was holding hands with Will I Am. I thought that was the title. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Uh, you can also add Yoshiki in there somewhere, right? Um, <laughs> what did you learn at Salesforce that you've been able to take with into your current role now? What's something valuable that you learned? Because we always talk to our employees about you always learn, you're growing, you're going to learn, you're going to grow. And you've had so many moments at Salesforce, but what's something that stands out to you that you're able to take into your current role today? There's a few things, and I think obviously it's, you know, I mean, three great lessons, which I think you guys will understand wholeheartedly. I think one of the biggest things, especially being now on the outside, being within Salesforce, but I'm obviously still within the ecosystem, is one of the the biggest things is like think big. And if you think you're thinking big, you're not thinking big enough. And so that's where we kept we always think about how do we make this bigger? How do we think about this bigger? Where is this leading to? So think big is one of them. The other thing too that I think I still take away is the beginner's mind aspect to really approaching every problem that we have. You know, like I was telling you with customer success here, you know, we have the opportunity at Qualified to think about customer success in a whole new way from a beginner's mindset. Like if you were to start customer success today in this world, how would you do things differently than the way that they've always been done before? And so, you know, I think I'm bringing a lot of that thought process and not to get into this too much, but for example, at traditional software companies, you know, when you buy Salesforce, for example, you get a CSM, a CSM comes with the things for free, but I think the CSM role is advancing into more of a, like a solution architect role. So I'm really thinking about this hybrid role between success manager and solution architect to really launch this new role that I'm thinking about, which is called success architects, which they're the one-stop shop that when, you know, you buy qualified, you get a success architect and they can do everything for you, the implementation, the adoption plans, the consulting, so that you don't have to hire an SI. So anyway, those are things like that is like, that's the beginner's mind. And then the third thing I always take away from my Salesforce time is the motto, and this came a lot from Mark and George who was stay relevant. So, you know, no matter what you're focused on, whatever you're doing, how can you incorporate what's relevant in the market today into the stories and the things that you are trying to achieve in your world of business? And so if I were to rechange the order, I'd probably go beginner's mind first, you know, think big and then stay relevant. Good lessons. Thank you. You know, when we interview a lot of our alumni, they always kind of talk about one thing that they got out of Salesforce is just how important giving back was, you know, giving to your community, giving back. And so my next question for you is what does Dan Darcy in a chicken suit have to do with giving back? Oh, yeah, that's I mean, great call, because that's I think that also helped launch a lot of my brand back at Salesforce back in the day. And I'm still involved in that same charity, actually. So um, and great research, because it's something that's near and dear and passionate to my heart. So I'm a big proponent of uh, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and uh, blood cancer research and really going after blood cancer research for a couple of reasons. One, one of my cousins passed away from it. But Two, I think if we can solve 
blood cancer research um, and really make advancements there, the trickle-down effect to all of the other cancers is really apparent when it comes to solving for blood cancer. So what Teresa, you were bringing up was way back in the day, I started doing team and training, which is one of their campaigns that they have where you go and run events. But I also did this other you, you, you know, run marathons and half marathons, et cetera. But I also did this other campaign where I was a candidate for what was called man of the year. And so I went around and I took a screenshot or a photo of me in a chicken suit and put this chicken suit costume picture in every single break room all around Salesforce. And the copy underneath it said, please help Dan Darcy save his reputation by donating to his blood cancer um, campaign. And so... <laughs> A, it was just, it was basically, this was before blog posts really existed. That was my clickbait picture, right? So everyone had to go look at that picture. Everyone spoke about it. And I would think chatter was just happening at that time. So, you know, chatter, internally social things started happening. So that is where that picture really came about. And I'm still passionate about blood cancer research to this day. And I think that is honestly a true testament to incorporating, you know, your whole authentic self into your work atmosphere. And that's honestly, if I could add another lesson to the Salesforce, you know, thing, that's what I would say is also another huge thing I brought with me after Salesforce is, you know, bringing your whole authentic self to work is really an important thing. And um, those are special moments that when you ask me, like, what are some of your fun moments? That's another great moment, Teresa, that I wish I could... (laughs) We could sit here and do a whole hour show on this. Like, I feel like I need to write a book about all the special moments. So, no, I love that you talked about bringing your authentic self. I actually used to have conversations with Jody Koner about this. I'd be like, no, Jody, I'm my full self is just being glam. I'm so glam. (laughs) Teresa Lipixon, that's my brand, you know, but everyone has their thing. And you need to be able to bring that full part of you to work for sure. A hundred percent. And people need to appreciate that. And I do too. I mean, I do. I appreciate, you know, the glam you bring to the, you know, the new (laughs) higher orientation. I mean, you make it fabulous. So huge kudos to do. Thank you so much. All right. A few more questions before we wrap up. Again, Mm -hmm. this is so fun. It's so nice to reconnect with you. What are you doing just to balance, you know, your well-being? Because we are over a year into this pandemic. I see that you're back at the office, which is nice, but what are you doing to make sure that you have, you're taking care of yourself and also your work? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think um, a lot of the things that I actually still took with me from Salesforce was, you know, the dare to lead and stuff that Brene Brown really brought to the forefront, you know, for us at Salesforce. I would say, you know, a couple of few things is like daily practices of just really understanding what are you grateful for? You know, what are you looking to achieve today? So I do that quite a bit. Obviously, I have a Peloton, so I get I get up and get on that to really keep you know, the 30 minutes a day and do my Cody Rigsby XOXO ride. Did you and, see that he's um, going to be on, um, he's going to be on Dancing, Dancing with the Stars. With the stars. Exactly. That's I saw awesome. that today too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. So Cody's one of my favorites, Alex Toussaint, Emma Lovewell, of course, like all of those, um, you know, yeah. and I like to flip flop between all of them because it's just kind of fun to check in on them and how they're doing. Jess King is another one. So that's that. And then, um, you know, I think it really is taking the time. I just think we have such a unique opportunity with, you know, uh, since the pandemic, I think this is like a reset on our lives where, you know, you choose to spend the time you want to with the people you want to, right? And that to me is really important. So I've been really more intentional with the people I'm hanging out with and that 
spark joy for me, not to give you another Marie Kondo type thing, but you know, I mean, those are the people that I want to spend my time with. And so that's what fills me as a person. I love that. One last thing before we close, tell me, what do you like about the Salesforce Alumni Network? That it runs wide and deep. You guys know that there's some Facebook uh, alumni group, which our dear friend, you know, there's a lot of, a few administrators, but you know, the thing is, is there's just a known entity trust status that happens with the people who engage and interact. And I would say there's a lot of advice and trust that is placed in the alumni network amongst each other. And people are very helpful and generous and kind. And it really does embody that family atmosphere. And, you know, I mean, I think it's one of those things where people want to help each other in the alumni network. And that's an awesome feeling. And that's one of those things that I'm like, no one could ever replace that with Salesforce. So awesome. Anything else to add, Dan, before we wrap no, up? No, no. I wish I had better memories, though. I can't be on the prayer circle. I just wish I like could remember one. But I mean, there's so many, you know, Teresa. Yeah, like, I know. I mean, like, I mean, yes, us being in the studio, there's the videos that we would create with, remember, oh. with Elliot and um, yes, Gar- Elliot Gary, Busey. Gary Busey. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, God, those, there's so, so many fun things. There's so. the one in the bathtub. <laughs> oh, yeah, I that's mean, that's knows. exactly right. That's right. The Me in the bathtub for the Coca-Cola um, video, right? Those are those are fun ones. So, <laughs> I mean, and, and the thing, TJ, just so you know, too, I mean, like, I was always up for that because... I was, it was one of those things where my authentic self is just bringing fun and humor. Like if I, if I was going to be the jester for that, you know, kind of shock and awe moment, that's what I would do. And so kind of doing whatever it takes to make it fun for the folks. You guys always brought the fun. I remember like holiday parties. It'd be like you, Nate, Craig, all rolling in your smoking jackets at the holiday yeah. parties. And <laughs> as, ascots. I had ascots, ascots. too. We, we'd wear yeah. the ascots. Those were the best. I mean, why not? You know, it'd be yeah. dignified for Salesforce prom. So. Those are the fun days. I mean, they're still here, but I mean, yeah, it's just different. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Salesforce.prom. I forgot yeah, about yeah. that. Same exactly. Too. I exactly. know. It's the exactly. best. Well, thank you again, Dan. So good seeing thank you. Thank you, Teresa. Uh, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. And uh, that's a wrap. All right, guys. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the Salesforce Spotlight Series. Be sure to catch our next episode. Sending positive vibes from our Salesforce family to you and yours.